Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. Hey there, folks. How are ya? It's Thursday. It's that time of the week already. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the uh, podcast. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, recording here at NGC Studios here in South Florida. And I want to thank you so very much for joining me. Uh, Whenever you're listening to this in the past, present, future hour... And, uh, yeah, folks, I know, what the hell, to, uh, you know, podcast in less than 24 hours. It's amazing. It's amazing, as Jesse Lee Peterson would say. Not Jordan Peterson, but Jesse Lee Peterson, the black guy. Um, MAGA guy. Very cool dude, folks, very cool. Not as cool as Kanye, okay? But, you know, quite frankly, Kanye's the best. So, speaking of, I guess Kanye is releasing a new album. But I don't really give a shit about, you know, Kanye releasing a new album. What I want to know is, when is he going to go on Joe Rogan? We were promised that, like, either at the beginning of the year this year, like back in January... Or at, like, the very end of last year, I think, is when he announced it. And, you know, we haven't heard anything. Granted, it took Tool 13 years to release a new album, you know. So, but, you know, for the love of God, Kanye, please don't, you know, wait that long to go on Joe's podcast. Uh, because, you know, who, who knows? The way 
you know, this PC culture is going and the way YouTube is going, Joe might be banned off, you know, YouTube before he gets the chance to uh, interview you. But who knows at this point, folks? Anything could go wrong. Uh, you know, or we could end up, you know, somehow tur- turning things around, uh, you know, for the better and, you know, defeating the PC culture war. I think we, I think we are winning in a way. I think we are. I'm not being like, you know, completely sarcastic. I actually think that, you know, like more and more regular people are starting podcasts and, you know, getting involved. Like they're not all conservative, but a lot of them are anti, you know, SJW, anti, uh, you know, just craziness. Like, uh, again, plug for my friend Robbie Robertson. He does the Out of Blank podcast. It's not political at all, really, but he's having conversations with people. That is one of the most dangerous things that you can do in 2019, you know, woke, uh, you know, America and, you know, woke, woke world, I guess. Uh, that dude... That dude does some crazy, you know, he does crazy podcasts with everyone, you know, regardless of who they are. It's, he's awesome. But, uh, anyway, so, yeah, and, you know, I've, I've met some great people through different subreddits and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, things are just going good. So I, I am partially optimistic, uh, you know, about the future, but uh, at the same time, we still have a little way too many clowns, you know, running things for my liking. Uh, speaking of, uh, it looks like the, uh, you know, the impeachment gate, we talked about that a little bit last week. And I was a little concerned at the time, you know, that like the Ukraine thing could actually turn out to be something. Uh, and... You know, quite quite frankly, folks, this is President Donald Trump, and quite frankly, Savage Sam was overreacting a little bit, as he tends to do, do, because, you know, Sam loves me, honestly, and, you know, uh, quite frankly, he was just a little concerned, but we're we're good. Um, No, but in all seriousness... Like I said last week, folks, and I'm I'm still going to go on, uh, you know, about this a little bit. I'm glad that, like, for right now, the Ukraine thing really isn't, you know, like, you know, it's still, like, in the early stages. It's not maybe as bad as we thought, but the Dems are still going to, you know, hammer home. Like, that's not going to change. They're still going to, you know, try their damnedest to impeach them. That's definitely going to happen to happen you know that they they couldn't get uh they couldn't get Russiagate to be a thing they tried they spent you know two and a half nearly three years to try and make Russiagate a thing and it wasn't a thing so now they uh you know they're trying to go after this phone call which granted isn't completely innocuous. I mean, there was stuff in there from what I've read in the transcript that's kind of like, hmm. 
But I mean, then at the same time, I mean, I was, you know, it's funny that I posted the Ben Shapiro interview yesterday because I actually went back and listened to that interview. And at the time, uh, you know, Benghazi was happening and everyone thought that that would be a big scandal that, you know, would impeach Obama and nothing happened. Now, you mean to tell me that Benghazi is somehow less worse than, you know, than Trump just talking to a guy, you know, in Ukraine? Uh, you know, I mean, I honestly, I'm just, you know, kind of playing devil's advocate here. If nothing happened to Hillary because of Benghazi gate, then, you know, nothing should happen to Trump because of Ukraine. I'm just using the left's own logic at this point. You know, it's a nothing burger. But, you know, they'll try and hammer it home. Uh, and it's, I don't think it's going to work. Um, and then Bernie Sanders, a.k.a. the, the Larry David spinoff, which, by the way, I don't mean that as like an, an insult to either Bernie or uh, to Larry David who I love. I've been going back and re-watching some old Seinfeld episodes and also uh, re-watching uh, some of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and it's clear, you know, how Larry David's writing style, uh, you know, influenced both of those shows. But, um, you know, anyway, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders, don't like him, but... Uh, I don't want him to have a, you know, heart attack. I wish him a speed recovery. At the very least, he gives, uh, you know, me entertainment. So, you know, I hope he sticks around for that. But, uh, you know, with all that being said, I guess Hillary, who is a, I mean, I can't say all the things that I'd like to about Hillary. Uh, even on my own podcast, which is pretty uncensored, I feel like what I would have to say about Hillary would, you know, get, like, it would even make some of the, uh, you know, edgy boys a bit, uh, you know, it would make even the edgy boys panic a little bit and a little nervous. But, uh, you know, that as I've said before, and just to kind of put it mildly, that woman is pure evil. I've said it before, and, you know, like, that was one of the, that was basically the entire reason I voted for Trump. It wasn't because I thought Trump was such a great candidate, uh, you know, when he first started out. I was, you know, I, I was, I'm embarrassed to admit this, I was a, I was a little Marco guy. I was for, uh, you know, Marco Rubio. Yeah, I know. Sad. Low energy. I, I got it. I came on the Trump train, you know, and, folks, and thank God I did. But I was, you know, I was anti-Hiller back in 2016 and, you know, 2015. Hell, in 2015, I wrote an entire, you know, uh, blog post about that, which you can still find over on my blog at thesandwichfield.com, and it's on my Medium page as well, if, if anyone still goes on Medium. Um, I might actually link that in the show notes for this podcast. Um, maybe not, though. I don't know. It's out there if you guys want to read it. I'll maybe retweet it. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, so I guess Hillary's thinking of coming back on the scene. And uh, I have mixed emotions about it, honestly. Because on the one hand, like, for the love of God, and all that is holy, Hillary, can you just fucking, uh, you know, go away and retire like uh, every other boomer politician out there? Uh, You know, Trump... Trumping the exception, of course, but I mean, my God, that that woman, she's been in politics like longer than I think even like my parents were still, I think, you know, both my parents were still in high school themselves when she started out in politics. You know, at the very least, my parents were like around my age in college when Hillary Clinton started in politics, so that's a, you know, long time. My parents are nearly in their 60s. But, uh, you know, I, uh, it just doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense, though. I mean, I, I guess in a way it does. Hillary's desperate for power. But, I mean, for, for all that is good and holy, folks, the Dems must either be like, you know, sadomasochists or they must be dumb to want, you know, Hillary to be the candidate again, you know, for 2020. Because uh, as she's shown twice now, you know, first losing to Obama in the 2008 primary and then losing again, you know, in, in the presidential um, race to, to Trump, you would, you would think that she might, you know, get the message that she's not wanted by the American people anymore in politics, and yet she persists, but it's not like a, it's not like a rocky persistence, it's not like, you know, an underdog, you know, gonna fly now, it's not that type of persistence, it's, you know, Hillary's like the annoying mosquito uh, that, you know, that you try swatting away or you smack and you think you've gotten it. But, uh, you know, then it just keeps like popping up and annoying you. And, uh, yeah, Florida, Florida people know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, she's she's one of those. Or she's like one of those palmetto bugs, you know, like one of those... Well, actually, palmetto bugs aren't nasty. Uh, they look like cockroaches, but they're not. Hillary's a full-on cockroach. They all are. And so, why would the Dems... Here's my question. Why would the Dem party... Why would the Democrats like seriously say... You know what we want? We want Hillary Clinton to run again in 2020 because that worked so well. They must be... I mean, if they're, if they're all serious about her, 
they must be dumber than we thought, but, you know, and Roy and I have a, have a brain now. <laughs> Trump's first, you know, victory might have melted the brain so much that, you know, they don't even know how, how to confront him now. Um, it's just, it's weird. Or, you know, Or, you know, she might just want her ass kicked again. I mean, you know that her marriage to Bill Clinton, at this point, it would seem to anyone, say, you know, sane and visual. It would seem to anyone who has any sort of, uh, you know, sanity and colonies and uh, common sense that, you know, the only reason why Hillary is married to Bill now at this point is, be, you know, for political power and political clout, uh, you know, because no one, you know, like everyone, even the, even the Zoomers who weren't, you know, born, born in the 90s yet, um, you know, everyone knows about Lewinsky Gate now and, you know, Bill's egregious, you know, stupid, you know, sex parties or not. Like, those are famous now. And so, you know, like, you know, and obviously the, uh, you know, the Winsky Gate thing is big. So, obviously, folks, the only reason why Hillary stayed in that marriage, what I've always said for years, is that it was for strictly political purposes, right? You have to know that that's the case. How can it not be at this point? And yeah, I am I am being serious and I, I've you know, I've brought the microphone a little bit closer just to punctuate that. Um So yeah, I mean I'm as two I'm I'm of two minds. I on the one hand I think the Democrats uh, you know running Hiller would be just like it would be 2016 all over again for her and for you know us in both the good and the bad ways so you know part of me is like please for the love of god hillary wasn't your side and do <laughs> and and do not run nobody wants you not even democrats i know like her but on the other hand i'm like please run so that we can convert even more, you know, Democrats who hate your guts over, you know, to Trump, uh, you know, tr to Trump conservatives and like, you know, libertarian light people. We need more people like those. And so, you know, maybe Hillary, uh, you know, rearing her ugly head will piss enough people off that they, you know, <laughs> you know, moving to more conservative districts and whatnot. I don't know. But I just find it annoying somewhat that she's even considering uh, coming back. You know, given everything that's gone on. Uh, so... Yeah. What else is on the... On the on the docket. Um, 
I didn't have a lot of, you know, plan for this Thursday's show. Uh, great feedback so far on the Ben Shapiro interview, by the way. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate that. It's only been up for, like, 24 hours, and I think it already has, like, you know, 18 or 20 plays on Anchor. Like, that's not bad. Plus, there, you know, are all those podcatchers out there who, you know, don't, You know, there are those podcast catchers out there and that, you know, like register their own numbers but don't share with uh, Anchor. So uh, we're getting a lot of view, views and uh, listens, and it's great. As I said, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, looking back through the Whitfield analysis archives and, you know, listening to that Ben Shapiro interview. It, it was really cool to do that again, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have it, I don't really have much else, uh, for you here tonight, other than, like, I guess, you know, my message would be, you know, good luck to the Dems if they continue to want to, you know, bully Bernie and put Hillary in as the, uh, you know, ascending nominee. Because everyone hates their guts, even the Dems. But, uh... Yeah, folks. That'll, uh... That'll just about do it for the Thursday show. I, uh... I, I'll tell you what, it's been... It's been one heck of a week in May. And maybe it's the time change, but uh, I mean, I know we've been off daylight savings for a few, for a few weeks now, but man, it uh, it always messes with me a little bit, uh, and I don't quite know why either. But uh, it's been really hot out there during the day, and uh, unusually hot for September, like even in Florida, and. Uh, you know, it's getting dark early now. I don't like it. Not one bit. Um, oh, uh, a couple quick things before I head out for the early uh, Thursday edition, I guess, is what we're calling this. Uh, on Saturday evening, I will be... Uh, I will be live streaming the Whitfield Report at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern instead of uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. The reason being is because I uh, I've recently made contact with a uh, another fellow conservative content creator uh, named Jimmy, uh, who's in the UK, and Jimmy and I are both part of the Gavin McGinnis. Uh, subreddit, and he's around the same age as I am, and we uh, we hit it off like a couple weeks ago, and we've kind of become friends already. Like he's not just into Gavin, but he's also into the same music and you know movies and stuff like that. So we've hit it off, 
And uh, he's kind of the British version of me, I would say. So uh, he's going to go on the show on Saturday. He's got a great YouTube channel. Doesn't do podcasting yet, but uh, who knows? <laughs> he could be doing that soon. Uh, but he'll be doing the Saturday show with me, so we're going to do that at 5 p.m. Eastern at youtube.com forward slash the Whitfield Report on Saturday. And, uh, you know, that'll be 10 p.m. England time, I guess. And, uh, yeah, it should be fun. So by the time lots of you uh, will have heard this, I will have uh, made the announcement video already on YouTube. So uh, have no fear, folks. That is coming. But uh, anyway, from uh, all of from all of us here, uh, and oh, real quick, uh, one last thing. It's a good thing I do keep notes here. Uh, Thursday is obviously the Atlanta podcast, so you know what that means. It's time for uh, you know what music I'm listening to this week, and uh, you know for this week's music pick, I'm listening to. Uh, well, I'm listening to Tool a lot. I, I have to, I still, I've still been on the kick, on the, uh, Tool kick for, like, the last month. You know, ever since I discovered them, like, back in August, I've kind of become an obsessive fan. Like, I haven't gone and seen them, but I just, fuck, I love their, their albums, man. As, like, a prog rock fan, they're just, they're great. And, like, I'm not even really, I'm not really, like, a metal fan, really, but those guys are just, you know, kicking ass. Uh, In terms of what else I've been listening to, though, this week, uh, I I did listen to the new John Coltrane album that came out last Friday, and that's amazing. If you're a jazz fan, I highly recommend that you pick that one up. Uh, Blue World, as always, is great. Uh, and then been listening to a lot of The Clash this week, too, which Jimmy and I will be, uh, we'll be discussing all things, like, music-related and, uh, you know, pop culture. It'll, it'll be like, you know, one of my usual JRE-style interviews, uh, you know, kind of like that very very casually. Uh, I was listening to Mark Knopfler this week, and, you know, I've been l- listening to podcasts as usual. I, uh, after this podcast, I'm probably going to go stretch out on the, on the couch, maybe crack a beer, and, uh, listen to the, to the, uh, Joe Rogan interview with, uh, Roseanne Barr, or maybe I'll put it up on YouTube and, you know, watch it on the big screen for once. Um, I've been listening to the Sober October podcast, and I know that some people find those annoying, you know, with Bert and Ari and, uh, you know, Tom and Joe, but honestly, those podcasts are great because that would be like me and my friends just getting together and, you know, bullshitting for three hours on a podcast, like, you know, my best friends doing that. So, that's uh awesome and uh 
you know, like, I, I don't know if they actually even I challenge that. Like, so far, where I'm at in the podcast, they're just talking about tour buses. But, um, you know, that's been a good podcast to listen to this week. Um, I've been catching up on I, on my friend Ray's podcast on the Empire. Same thing with, uh, you know, out of out of the blank again, plugging into two of my you know friends' podcasts there, and uh, of course, on tap comes out every Friday. So thanks to uh, Jason and Tate for keeping me entertained in the comic book and pop culture field. Um, and then I was listening to Mark Knopfler a bit this morning. Love Mark Knopfler. Love Dire Straits. Alchemy, the uh, first Dire Straits live album, has to be one of the best live albums ever made. On the Night is On the Night, which is their second live album, is pretty good too. But uh, Alchemy like came out in the early eighties, and it is top notch like especially the uh the first track the alchemy version of of once upon a time in the west my god that is like a great you know blues british kind of bluegrassy but also like really kick ass like jam rock you know that like mark Knopfler and dire Straits was just known for it's awesome so jimmy and i are going to be talking about all of that and more we're just going to be shooting the shit like you know like i usually like to do with my guests uh if there's anything that i've picked up from joe rogan and i talked about this with jason and tate when they came on it's just that sometimes the natural conversations are the best so i've been doing that with my podcast over the last few years and i think i've produced some pretty good interviews as we as a result of that but uh, anyway, folks, that'll uh, do it. I realize I kind of phoned in this podcast, but, you know, it's Thursday. It's kind of been like a longish week with school and everything. Uh, I've still got some projects I've got to finish up, to, you know, tomorrow before the weekend. But, you know, hey, I'll get those done because I'm a savage and you guys are savages and, uh, you know, to all of you who have been subscribing to the YouTube channel and to the podcast, I really ap- appreciate that. Uh, you know, just the fact that you guys are out there subscribing and supporting and leaving, you know, good ratings and reviews, that really helps a lot. Um, you know, and some of you have asked about, you know, donations, and obviously that's appreciated as well, but just spreading the word and, uh, you know, making sure that this podcast continually gets shared and telling a friend, you know, and a family member about the podcast. That's really what makes the big difference here, folks. And I really, really appreciate it. And I really, really appreciate all you badass savages. So uh, from all of us here at NGC Studios, God bless, God save this great nation, God freedom like see in that order. And I'll see you on Saturday evening. 5 p.m. for the Whitfield Report with uh, my friend Jimmy the Brit, uh, Hajim on YouTube. And uh, yeah, go check the YouTube channel for the promo later. I'll have that up.
as well. So, anyway, folks, uh, God bless, God freedom, legacy in that order, and I'll see you Saturday.